Thanks for listening to this DNVR podcast. Before we start the show, we have a gift for you. If you leave a five-star rating and a review, we'll send you a $10 coupon to the DNVR locker that can be used on any in the store. All you have to do is send a screenshot of your rating or review to podcast at thednvr.com and we'll respond immediately with your coupon. Email your screenshots to podcast at thednvr.com and the coupon is on its way to be used for a shirt, hat, mask, or sticker pack. Thanks again. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown. Touchdown. That's five for Chris Brown. The defensive Tomlinson. Welcome into the DNVR Bus Podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today's going to be a fun show. Uh, here's basically what's going to go down. I saw a tweet from John Rothstein this morning about the ACC voting to like push the NCAA to have one big basketball term at the end of the year. And instead of having like the 64 team or like 68 team or whatever March Madness, it actually include every division one basketball team and here's the deal so i didn't like actually read about what that actually means and what they're looking for and so i thought it'd be kind of fun just to make some stuff up about what i would like to see out of a massive basketball tournament instead of being bogged down by the stupid like rules and stuff that they're coming up with Uh, before we jump into that though i want to tell you a little bit more about our friends over at green mountain dental group green mountain dental is a local family-owned dentist office. It's out in Lakewood, only about 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. So if you're looking for a place to get your teeth cleaned, look no further. They are Colorado sports fans. They're diehards. And so you should be supporting them because they are essentially your family, I think is how that works. Um, And at the very least, they're our family because they help pay all of our bills. And by supporting them, you're supporting us. That's one reason that you should be heading out to Lakewood and visiting Green Mountain Dental Group. But there is one more reason, and it's the reason why they are going to be my new go-to for dentists. And that is this. If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. It is a hell of a deal, so take advantage of it. And again, support the people who support us, support Colorado sports fans, uh, support locally owned businesses, clean your teeth. Like These are all such important things to do. I shouldn't have to tell you to do it. Okay, uh, so the bubble. Uh, and, and I call it the bubble because we've already heard the news a few weeks ago that the NCAA trademarked or copyright or whichever one applies here the phrase battle in the bubble there was a lot of speculation about what that could be um you know uh, preseason tournaments 
um, the a, a smaller postseason tournament because that is something that we've kind of heard be rumored. Uh, the idea that maybe they'd cut the field down to 32, for example, and then just pack everybody into one bubble and play all the games over the course of a week and a half or two weeks or as fast as you can get them all done instead of just playing every weekend for the month or so or a little over a month that it takes to find a champion. Um, there, there are some options. You know, they probably don't have the money that the NBA does to do it all at Disney, which has worked perfectly for the NBA, uh, and everybody seems to be pretty happy with it. Um, it's expensive to rent all that stuff out, and it'll be even more expensive this spring, assuming all goes well with the pandemic, and Disney World is trying to actually like use those hotel rooms for more normal guests and less for you know NBA players, college basketball players, just to fill up the space. Um, I don't think it's likely that Disney would work out, but you know the one way I could see it working is if they found a way to give disney which owns abc and espn more rights to the tournament um and they've already sold all the rights to the tournament uh to like cbs and everybody who gets to broadcast all those games and you couldn't just take them away and that's what makes the deal so difficult you'd, you'd either have to like buy them out and then make some sort of deal with espn and through disney and all that kind of stuff or maybe with an expanded tournament you could sell the extra games that have not already been sold um, or instead of selling them, really just trade them. I don't know. It's an idea and it's something that I think would be worth checking out. Um, a more realistic bubble idea would be Indianapolis, the the headquarters for the NCAA. Um, they have the facilities up there and you know they, they, that is an area that is used to hosting big events, you know, the, the NFL combines there. And when you're bringing in whatever that is, 200 people, um, just to compete as well as all the people on top of those, like you have all of that hotel space just outside of Lucas oil stadium. Um, talking to some friends recently, we kind of decided that was the best idea because, uh, you could use Lucas oil and you could put the partitions in and turn that into a space with four courts, especially if fans aren't going to be allowed in, which in a bubble situation might make the most sense. Um, and in that case, you could play all the games that need to be played. So I do think that that is somewhere that I would definitely look if you were trying to put together a bubble. Um, obviously, there are a whole bunch of options. You know, Vegas is always an option for this sort of thing um, if you aren't worried about spreading the virus. Again, it kind of just depends on where the virus is at at that point. But um, I don't know. The ACC thinks it's time to start planning, and the NCAA uh, trademarked the battle in the bubble. So I guess it's now time to start planning for those things. So this idea, though, of a massive tournament you know there, there are like over 300 division one basketball teams um I, I think i saw troy rank tweet earlier like if this is the case we can congratulate the university of denver on making the ncaa tournament for the first time or something like that um which would be pretty crazy but i think you could pull it off um you would have to really manage this well for it to work i think otherwise you're just going to leave a whole bunch of people disappointed um 
you know, for a team like the Buffs, for example, a team that would have made the NCAA tournament last year, hadn't made the NCAA tournament for a few years prior to that, you know, a team that probably goes like maybe 20% of the seasons would be my guess. Uh, Being in one of the years, which they would be this year, in which I would expect them to make the tournament because of the way that I think the the NCAA is coming around on the Pac-12 and kind of seeing it as, you know, a, a true Power 5 conference instead of being like one of the bottom two of the Power 5 like it is in football. I, I do think that you're going to see six teams, seven teams come out of the Pac-12 into the NCAA tournament, probably six teams, and Colorado definitely should be one of those six. Um because this is one of the years where they would have earned it and would have earned like your traditional March Madness experience, which is something that all of those guys on the roster are constantly talking about. Like that is one of their big goals. Like Ken said, he's coming back to school because he wants to have that because that is something that he's dreamed about since he was young. Um, talking to Shane Gatling, Lucas Seward last year at the end of the year as they were seniors heading into the, the Pac-12 tournament, which was supposed to kind of be that next step before the NCAA tournament. That was something they were excited about. That was something that they had been working for because they'd been watching it on TV. Um, and, and that really is valuable. And the, I think that if you do change what exactly making the tournament means um, and what that experience is, I do think that it would detract a bit. But if there are no fans there, then that detracts itself. And and what are we really working with, I guess, is kind of the question. Um, and so... That is a factor, but also I really think that being in the Buffs position where they would have earned the trip to the tournament, they they likely, in my opinion, probably would have earned like a six seed, I think would probably be fair. Uh, they were looking at a three seed about a month before the season ended, um, but then they went on that losing streak that probably would have dropped them down in that six, seven range. Um you know, we've talked a lot about what I expect out of this basketball team this season, and I really don't think they lose much. At the same time, they did catch some breaks, and they won some close games before that disaster at the end. And I don't think that their record necessarily matched their talent, but they did tie the all-time records record for wins in a season for CU. And so it's tough to say that they really could have outplayed that by too much. And maybe that number that they got is fair, given some of the breaks they got early. At the same time, they lost to Northern Iowa, which is something that they shouldn't have done. Um, So maybe there was room for more. They deserved more. Um, Whatever the case, I think that this is about the same team, maybe with a little bit less upside just because you're replacing Tyler Bay. I think that your floor is probably higher because you have alternative playmaking behind McKinley Wright and Dominique Clifford and Keyshawn Bartholomew, you have some options coming off the bench. You aren't just forced to play Kin 40 minutes a night and live or die by how he plays, which just isn't sustainable no matter who that player is. So because I do think that this is a tournament team, it would be disappointing if they would have gotten a free pass into the tournament anyway. Um, it would be disappointing to not be able to say, hey, we earned this, and instead say, oh, wow, everybody got to go. We would have gone anyway, which is cool too, but it just really wouldn't have quite as much meaning. There are ways to combat that, though, and that's by staggering this tournament. I think that, you know, I don't watch a lot of soccer, so I don't know exactly how all of this works, but in the World Cup qualifying, 
all the different continents have all their different ways that you can get in and they're all structured differently and they're based on you know your rank in the world and how you're doing so far in qualifying but in the end i think at least for like the americas it winds up in some sort of tournament where you have eight teams and they're the bottom eight teams that are in this qualifying stage and they play each other and then they play each other and four teams move on and then they play the next four worst teams. They like pair off in the way that they do. And then four teams move out of that. And maybe, but at that point you're to the top four teams. They're finally added to the mix and they play these guys. And so you really do get advantages. It's like multiple buys by the way they stagger other teams entries into the bracket I think that that would have to be the formula. I'm just not sure exactly how you do it. Um, the Pac-12 is going to push the NCAA to move the season back f- further. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they've already said they're going to delay the start of the season until the end of November. It might be the beginning of December, um, but it's right around there somewhere. And the Pac-12 and Commissioner Larry Scott said on a call last week that the Pac-12 does want that to be moved back even further because the current policy in the Pac-12 is that they won't have competitions until January 1st. Um, I think that that changes too. But if that is the case, one option would be to just play a conference-only schedule during the regular season and then jump into this big bracket and just cut the non-conference at the beginning and add more to the end with this even bigger tournament and you could do that by including all the teams and having them stagger how they're playing or, or maybe while those like, these numbers would have to be much bigger for that style that I just explained to work for the NCAA but you know the big challenge would be that you would have teams that start two weeks before other teams because of the way the bracket progresses you wouldn't want those teams to just sit at home and get rusty or whatever maybe you have like those teams play and the winners don't have to go to the elimination games those next rounds of elimination games i don't know but i think that anytime you have 300 schools competing in one bracket you have some opportunities to make it a pretty cool bracket and that is where my mind went to first because i think it could be a lot of fun um before we keep going down this train of thought that I'm turning into a podcast today. Uh, I want to tell you guys more about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer or the official brewer maybe of DNVR. They support so much of what we do here. They're one of our most important partners. And uh, they're also big Colorado sports fans. They just released their new Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. Uh, It's a super cool can. It plays off like the 80s theme that the Broncos had at the time like the letters are kind of like swirly and pop and it's all like kind of fluorescent and it's like the bright blue with the D logo and the orange and it it's a really good can I haven't tried the beer otherwise I'll probably tell you about that instead um one of these days who knows maybe there'll be some at the DMVR bar tonight and I'll check some out um because there are at least I think eight Breckenridge beers on tap there uh, including the Avalanche Amber Ale the Strawberry Sky the Vanilla Porter Jr. Um, I think, I think I might have to go with some vanilla Porter junior. If the, uh, if the Broncos beer, the Broncos country beer isn't there tonight. Yeah, that's, that's going to be my go-to. And, uh, you can try the Breckenridge beers 
that are on tap at the DMVR bar, but you can also try Breckenridge beers pretty much anywhere else. You can find them at Costco. You can find them at King Supers. You can find them uh, at liquor stores. Uh, you can go down to the farmhouse in Littleton where the Breckenridge Brewery facilities are located and try them straight from the tap, which I, maybe it's different when you're closer. I'm not really sure. But uh, there are so many different ways that you can try these beers. The best, though, is to go to the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website, and it will tell you exactly where you can try whatever beer it is that you do want to try, whether it is the Avalanche Amber Ale, whether it's the 15-can sampler. There's so many options. So uh, get on that and make sure that you're going to the right places to try the beers that you want to try. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff members at DMVR are taking MSU Denver online classes this summer, and they're loving them. Uh, Harrison Wind, who covers the Nuggets, said that the professors are super engaged. They're extremely responsive to emails and questions and concerns. And many of those professors work in the same field that you're taking your class in. That means it's a great opportunity to network with them as well. He also says that the course content is highly re relevant because at MSU Denver Online, you learn about things that you can use outside the classroom, real life skills you, to use in the workplace, and not bullshit fodder that you'll never apply after the class is over. You don't feel like you're wasting your time or burning money on stuff that isn't relevant to the subject that you are studying. Course content is updated, so what you are learning is topical. Uh, Allie Monroy is also taking classes, and she says that she's loved the experience and that it's been super convenient for her because she is obviously working full-time at DMVR. Uh, if you want to check out the 40-plus programs that MSU Denver Online offers that are online only, you don't have to show up to anything. In over 40 class or programs, they'll get you a degree or the over 700 classes that you can just take to learn about whatever it is you want to learn about. You can go to msudenver.com slash online for more information. All right. Uh, so back to this NCAA tournament stuff. It's kind of weird to be here again, you know, because it does kind of feel like it was only a few months ago that we were talking about this for the 2019 March Madness for the tournament that was supposed to happen this spring. And at the time there were a bunch of different ideas that were getting bounced around. And, you know, I was in Vegas for the PAC 12 tournament. And so we were talking with a whole bunch of sports writers all day who cover college basketball about how they're going to be able to get an NCAA tournament in. Um, so you'll remember the first day of the PAC 12 tournament was the day that, essentially all of sports just shut down um the the game with the jazz where rudy gobert is touching the microphones or i guess no that was the day before the microphone day was the day before the next day was the day that they found the virus in the jazz locker room and everybody was like evacuated from the building and i think that was also the day tom hanks announced that he got it and i think at least for me that was a moment um but yeah, so all the shorts sports shut down. Uh, Major League Baseball said it would postpone the start of its season that day. The NHL set, shut down that day. The NBA shut down. And meanwhile, all of this is going down as I was in a car uh, leaving the Westgate Sportsbook with some people who were very involved with like 
the important things in sports to go to the arena to watch the first Buffs basketball game. Meanwhile, during that drive, you're like getting the updates that um, the MLB season is delayed, all this kind of stuff. And it was just like this crazy time. But the buildup to that time was all about how do we get this in? Because we're realizing that this is seeping in. We're seeing other conference tournaments get shut down. We're seeing other conference tournaments ban fans. You know, uh, it was just before we took off in that car that uh, we got word, that the press release from the Pac-12, that there wouldn't be fans allowed after that Buffs game that night at the Pac-12 tournament. So everybody was just throwing ideas around. How do you get teams to play? You can cut down the field to 32 and put them in a bubble. Do you just find high school gyms somewhere because you really don't need big fancy facilities because you're not going to let fans in anyway? Can you have like a microwaved tournament that only lasts a week so that you can just crown a champion? Um, and, and those were all the conversations that were flying around and nobody really had any good answers um, and now we're right back here again talking about what this could look like. Um, so the update from the NCAA is that they're still trying to have a full 68-team tournament at the same time that they always do, March and running into April a little bit. Here's a quote, though, from uh, Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, uh, according to... Uh, an interview with the NCAA website last month. I found this in the ESPN story about what's going on. Um, and he said this, starting with 64 teams is tough. 32, okay, maybe that's a man of manageable number. 16, certainly manageable. But you've got to figure out those logistics. There's doubtlessly ways to make that work. So that's kind of what they're looking at. And so it's kind of strange to think that he is trying to cut down the field. Not trying to. He's doing everything he can to not cut down the field but he does kind of see this as a situation where you might have to cut down the field to make this actually something that is likely to go through um this is kind of another tangent but the the college football experiment is not going all that well you know we talked about um the the austin pay game p game that started the season where they were without all three long snappers, and it turned out that the linebacker who they had as the emergency snapper couldn't get the job done, and so they had the quarterback punt, and he was like punting the ball more than he was completing passes, and that was a whole fun little storyline. But it wasn't all that fun because of the outbreak in that locker room. Well, since then, I believe the number is there have been nine FBS games, and there have been nine games that have been postponed. So that's not a very good rate. Also, you know, today in some really serious news, there there was a college football player who died of COVID-19. And it, it was a small school, California University of Pennsylvania. Um, but he was a 20-year-old defensive lineman who uh, was going into his senior year. And from complications of the coronavirus, he died. And that was announced today. I'm not sure if he, he died today. Um, but... That's that's what's going on. A, a football player has died. Half of the FBS games have been postponed, and here we, here we are trying to push along and make a college football season happen, even though there have been outbreaks everywhere. Um, when you set your sights on this college basketball season, you know the my my fear going into March Madness was well, how do you even get it done when 
all it takes is one team to have a sick player. And at the time, the testing wasn't great. And so that is a major difference. And especially this spring, it'll be an even more stark difference from what was happening last spring. But when you don't know if anybody has it, you can't get reliable, quick results. Then when one person has it on one team, there's a decent chance he's going to give it to the team he's playing against. And then when that team, win or lose, plays another team, he's going to share. And it, it basically just follows the bracket all the way through if things don't go well. Now that you have testing, that might be different. Now that you have testing, um, and you know the Pac-12 has its deal where by the end of this month, every school in the Pac-12 will be able to test student-athletes daily and get results back within 15 minutes. And that is huge because then you aren't exposing other people to the virus and you don't have to hold other people out because they came into contact with somebody who has the virus um, because you can just know for sure quickly, do they have it, do they not have it? And uh, also there's a good chance that through this testing, you're going to figure out who has the virus before they become um, infectious and before they can infect other people. So that is a big change when it comes to a tournament. I don't know. You know, Tad Boyle, the Colorado men's basketball coach, has been pretty adamant whenever asked about not being able to do a bubble. I think Rick George um, has kind of said the same thing. He doesn't see how you can do college athletics in a bubble because the college experience is so important. Um, and even when that question has been spun toward basketball and away from football, there's they've still been very hesitant at the least to say that that's a good idea. Um, there are going to be some preseason tournaments, some of those non-conference tournaments that are played in bubbles. Um, Orlando, for example, uh, if based on this ESPN story, um, is kind of like filling up with requests to use their facilities down there. I, I think probably the same ones that the NBA uh, teams are using right now. And they kind of have to pick which are the big tournaments. And the big ones are, you know, the ones that you would expect. Uh, the Maui gym, like there's like the Jimmy V one like those are the ones that they said that they're kind of like leaning toward allowing but yeah it's a it is kind of crazy to think of all the different possibilities of some sort of basketball postseason um if you guys have any ideas as always you can throw them in the comment section of the post for today's show at the dmvr.com um, I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. And uh, before we get out of here today, um, a quick DraftKings pick of the week. Um, and that's just going to be Shane Bieber strikeouts. Uh, it's such an easy one that's been hitting the over, over, and over, and over again. I think since I had a friend tell me to jump on this, it might be seven and one. Um, yeah, I think it's seven out of eight times he's hit the over on the strikeouts. So that is your DraftKings pick of the week. And that shouldn't even just be for this week. Um, it should also be like any time that you're like scrolling through your DraftKings Sportsbook app and looking at MLB games. Just go find Shane Bieber. Go to the player props. Find the strikeouts by pitcher. Go to Shane Bieber. Click on the over. And you're going to make a whole lot of money. So yeah, that's your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. 
because for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter code DMVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We do have a couple of comments to get to. First, got to give a shout out to our friends over at World Golf Tour. WGT is the most popular free golf game in the world. It's also the most realistic free golf game in the world. Uh, you can uh, check it out for yourself, but it has a whole bunch of really cool courses from Bethpage Black to St. Andrews to Bandon Dunes. Um, and you get to use real world equipment like the Callaway, Ping, Titleist. They're all in the game. It's a lot of fun. The graphics are incredible, especially considering it's a game that's meant for iPhones. You know, you can play it on your desktop, you can play it on your iPad, but it is meant to be a mobile game. And it's hard to find mobile games that are as in-depth as World Golf Tour is. Um, that's probably why the people that make more money than me at DNVR decided that this should be the official gaming partner that there are for of DNVR. And again, supporting our partners is supporting us. Um, if you guys want to join us on WGT, you can go to dnvrgolf.com and download the WGT app. It'll also give you the opportunity to join the DNVR three clubhouse and you're joined the DNVR three clubhouse because number one and number two already hit the 250 player maximums. And so you want to jump into number three and play the tournaments that we have set up every week. They're a lot of fun. They're really competitive. Uh, some people are really good at the game. I really haven't improved since I started. Um, but you know, it's, it's golf. And sometimes you play just to be frustrated and, you can't really be upset when that happens when you're choosing to play golf, you know? Uh, so yeah, jump in with WGT, go to dmvrgolf.com and download the number one free golf game in the world. All right. Uh, first comment here from silver buff says not too late to stick with armies, your service school. Yeah. I sounded pretty dumb. Uh, if you guys listened to that after that army game, uh, I was caught pounding the table saying the army was going to beat BYU. Um, I think that when I turned it off, BYU was up 21-zip with the ball. Uh, not really sure what the final was because I didn't have the heart to see. You don't, like, lose money by – you don't, like, lose money by betting on a team and then they lose by more because that's just not how it works. But it does kind of, like, give you a blow to the ego to see how wrong you were, and I was very wrong. I will be sticking with Army, though. Oh, wait, no. Army was the one that won. Navy. Navy was the one that lost. Yeah. I should probably just go with Army. No, I'm, I'm sticking with all. You know, anybody who's running the triple option, running the air raid, they have my full support until Colorado's back on the field. Um, Silver Buff continues. It's clear why these players leave Colorado. They want to win. Plus, the CU recruiters are so bad. Most of our recruits refer to CU as... <laughs> he wrote Colorado Universal. I think it's Colorado University. There's a fix for that, but the athletics department isn't strong enough to do it. There is nothing more... There's nothing that drives me more crazy than seeing somebody call the University of Colorado... Colorado University. And, and people say, it's like, well, then why do you call it CU? Well, it's because UC is the University of California and you don't say KU should be Kansas University. You just let it go because, I mean, because Kansas wins a lot of national championships in basketball and they've kind of built up that sort of outside knowledge of what is going on there. Colorado is, uh, 
I don't know. It's rough that they call it Colorado University. And I don't even know what to do in those situations. Like some people like jump in and say, hey, it's University of Colorado, not Colorado University. I just stay out because it's just like this awkward thing. DU's the same way. And I see people screw that up all the time. Um, I'm not sure if that's why it's so clear that that's why they leave Colorado. Oh, you say because they want to win. That's fair. Until Colorado starts winning, you're not going to consistently win the in-state recruiting battles, uh, which is this. This is what this is all referring to. In case you missed last, or yeah, the last show, yesterday's show, we kind of talked about this stuff. Um, good stuff is always from Silverbuff, and I think he has another comment. This one uh, from yesterday's podcast talking about the new partnership between CU and PointsBet, one of the big betting services in the United States. Silverbuff says, Leave it to Rick to surprise us all with an industry-leading announcement again. Between this and Buffs with a brand, he is leading CU in the right direction. Not many schools are finding revenue streams right now. Now, if only we can sell some naming rights to finally upgrade the Folsom sound system. Yeah, that Folsom sound system is bad. It isn't something I had like noticed until you guys started talking about it and then whenever i was there i'd be like oh yeah no this isn't this isn't great um there was an important clarification so we got an email from uh david platty yesterday after we'd done like everything with the press conference uh, after i record this podcast and he did say that colorado actually isn't the first uh first university athletics department with a betting partner um but uh, they are the third be- behind the University of Nevada and UNLV, um, who've both had those in place for a few years. Still, like a pretty groundbreaking thing. Um, that would make them the first Power Five school to to have a betting partner. Um, and plus, like, are we really surprised that those two schools have betting partners like three years ago? Because they they're in Nevada. That's just how that works. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for today. If you guys, like I said, have any questions, any comments, any thoughts on the bubble or the expanded tournament feel free to leave them in the post for today's show at thedmvr.com and we'll grab those tomorrow um, when we talk again all right see you later And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we station, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it. Have you ever seen a ram? Nine Boulder, Colorado. Buffalo is what I am.
bust them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we act like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my